Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, today we have an exciting episode on the hype train that is Iceborne. It is not going to stop barreling through glaciers and popos and destruction of its path until <laughs> September 6th. Uh, this is Fortwan, um, and we're joined by co-host uh, Haru. How you doing? Watcher, watcher everywhere. <laughs> and uh, returning guest and good friend Morg Daddy. How you doing? Hello, Daddy Lovers, and welcome to another episode of Zero Screw-Ups. Definitely, 100% take one. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Yes. Um, we'll, Inside we'll, joke, we'll no one knows that. about it. Nope, no one. Then you'll um, never know. So, uh, so we have, uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Iceborne uh, and, and the news that's been coming out with Gamescom and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's kind of a weird story of how we got the trailer coming, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Haru? Oh, just briefly on the 19th, uh, Jeff Keighley's uh, opening night live uh, uh, sort of mock press conference. Uh, we had a little bit of ice, ice pour, and it wasn't a focus point, I think, for the hosts of that. But they gave it, him a, a one-minute clip of this trailer, which was the Velcana gameplay, and then later... Um, at midnight Pacific time on the 20th, uh, we got the full trailer. Not really sure why Capcom sort of uh, betrayed uh, Jeff Keighley so, so brutally. <laughs> <The> but... kinda... <laughs> you were the chosen one. <laughs> oh, only, only. <laughs> um, yeah, so that trailer dropped about 3 a.m. my time. <laughs> Which was, unfortunately, just after I had went to bed. Um because I get back late on Mondays. Um, so we had a lot of stuff going on on Twitter. You probably saw me on there today. Uh, like, just people just going in shock over the like what's new in this trailer and that kind of stuff. So we definitely wanted to get uh, a discussion going on that kind of, like, what we're talking about here. And one of the first things that, uh, that we want to talk about is our first real good look at what Bracadius is in the next generation. He is um, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, the obsidian skin, you know, like he's always had like what would they call obsidian uh, plate or I don't remember. isn't that what they call it? Oh, ebon shell. That's ebon right. shell. Yeah, so they always even though he's always been kind of like a dark navy blue, they really bring out the lighting effects in this monster pretty well. And it's very much a carapace. It's very much like the, he is wearing a shell. And it's very weird for brute wyverns because most of them, you know, they have plates and that kind of stuff, but they're not really as, I don't know, as insectoid in, in, in body armor as, uh, as he is. And it was kind of nice to see that in sort of like an HD quality kind of, right? So we've had HD quality before the game he was introduced in, uh, which was on the Wii U which was straight up HD, but you know, it wasn't like the fidelity that we have now with monster Hunter world, obviously. Yeah. They weren't um, HD assets at all. Yeah. Definitely not as much like that plasticky sort of sheen that you get from, um, uh, now the new world game. But like back then, yeah, it was much more plainer colors, like plainer textures, but like definitely very vibrant and blue, much, much like how he is still now, but Looks now so I do better. I do have a a little tweak. <laughs> Way they better. They were actual HD a assets in 3U because they rebuilt them, mm -hmm. and they took that's why they took so long to get 3U out because <laughs> they rebuilt them for the Wii U. 
Like they actually weren't in the same engine. I mean, which is weird. I, I suppose so. I, I guess what I mean is like, um, yeah, no, like it like was how a 3ds game you, that was upscaled generally. Yes. If you port generations to the Switch, it still has the geometry, and it's it's built to be a handheld game. Well, no, it's not as. But the thing is, with I'm sorry, I'm going to get on a tangent because this like bothers me when people say it. Like 3U is actually not the same thing that the that we got with Monster Hunter Double Cross up to the Switch. Right, it's not a straight no. up port. It no. was built. It was actually built to be HD, and they rebuilt assets, and they actually upscaled the game ha- manually instead of just being like, "Let's put it in Unreal and boop, looks good." <laughs> <laughs> like it's it was not a, it what was, happened, but that is what happened with uh, Generations Ultimate. Um, that, it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. Um, so. Anyways, Bracadius, uh, it's an amazing monster. It's my second favorite brute wyvern. Uh, first one being Durambros all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, the slime effect. Did you guys see this? Oh, like it yes. looks much more dangerous. Like it, how much more dangerous? Oh, like as in like if you get stuck in it, it's like muck. Like you you can't get out of it very quickly, and like before you know it, you you've been blown up. It's like that's whoa, right. Whoa, it, oh shit! It had the um, sort of a Baros-like uh, trip effect with the mud. Yes, yeah, exactly like that, but more explosive. Yeah, but yeah, also the also the damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wombo Holy combo. Cow. My God, and I didn't expect it to be so viscous. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was already kind of like, oh, it's his spit, right? Like no, his spit is actually the activator, really. Uh, and you, you, you're, that's why he licks his arms in previous games. I don't, I don't think we saw him do that in any trailers here. Um, <clears throat> but he lo- licks his arms where this viscous goo is secreting, and actually his saliva is an activator. And it um, almost, yeah, like it almost seems like as like it's changing color and it's beginning to react, it almost seems to like encrust, like it dries out on the surface, like an actual mold does, like as it's like building mm-hmm. and ready to explode. Like I noticed that when I was watching the trailer. That it, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like <laughs> it's really uh, I think funky. This, I think this was a detail they had in, in this model before, but now in HD you can really see that his tongue is green, and it looks like he's mm-hmm. licking the slime mold onto his arms, or it's wearing <laughs> off his arms onto his tongue. Well, or no. Something. So, as as I understand it, like I said, like the slime is secreted through his shell, right? But his saliva activates it, so it's there, but you can't. But I don't think he actually think, spits the slime. I think we'll have to wait so to it's, see it's, what they render in game. So is it more like a bad of case that. of eczema? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, they always <laughs> say that his saliva is the... They've always said that in the lore before. That yeah. it's an activator. And yeah, his tongue, I guess, would be green because he's licking the slime constantly. Yeah, um, yeah. But he doesn't He doesn't actually spit the slime. It's, it's always... Uh, which doesn't make sense for his horn. <laughs> so why would his horn be activated? Because he's not licking his horn. He's not like a freaking gecko. Bracadios, it's like okay, like, let's see this application for. Okay, so uh, what are your superpowers? I blow things up. Okay, uh, how do you go about doing that? Well, I have this cold and this really itchy, bad skin condition. I mean, like, yeah, I just, <laughs> just kind of cover my hands and snot, and then just punch things, and they blow up. And it's like, huh, that is very Japanese. I like it. Okay, yeah, you're in the roster. 
<laughs> I, I will say, I'm excited for the uh, Monster Hunter World remix of the Bracadillas theme. Like, because oh. the Devil Joe theme got an upgrade. Like, I, I like the new Devil Joe theme. So, Bracadillas' theme, the, the sort of, like, bopping, like, uh, I feel like cellos that are in, mm. in the... The sort of jazzy, boppy tune that that uh, he's always had, very deep, um, as far as like the instrumentation, almost um, like uh, Apocalyptica with their like four cellos. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's legitimately aside from the uh, Poke Village theme, because that's just all sorts of warmth and nostalgia and and tears and feelings. But um, aside from that one, it's my favorite Monster Hunter song. Like period like it's the best in my opinion it's the best monster theme <laughs> like and i'm excited to have it back uh i love bracadius like mm-hmm. uh he and he's only been in two previous games um which was his debut in Mon- monster Hunter 3 ultimate and then his return and i guess i would say i think he was in generations before generations ultimate um so maybe he's been in three three games but wait bracadius was in I mean, four was mm-hmm. he Yo, yeah, they haven't. Oh, you're right. Missed the games you're right. No, he was. The uh, because that's where we got the original Raging Bracadius. Yes. Yeah, he um, debuted in three U, and then he was in four four U. So he's been in everything every since. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Even okay. stories and spirits. He's just too good. And we don't good. explore. We don't talk about stories except for that one time where we had an episode on the podcast about stories. Okay. We <laughs> made a baby Bracadius. <laughs> it looks creepy. No, no, no. I'm joking. I love stories. It was like it was like baby's first Pokemon. It was cute. I still like, want to get a Rajang egg, but I'm never gonna get that. Oh well. I got one. It was. What? It was. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I beat the whole game. I had a Kieran and everything. Like it was pretty cool. <laughs> I have two copies of the game because I collect the games. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn it. So, uh, will... any other notes on Brookadios? Um, is it going to be as hard to break his pounders as every other previous game? Because my gosh, I hope not. Because that was such a labor. Like it's bad enough that he's got so much maneuverability. He's dancing around and beating you up like Bracky Balboa. You know, going in there all Rambo Rumbo in the jungle style. Oh god! You really got to stop saying those really good jokes while I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you That's... don't drink. You just told me you don't drink. <laughs> you mentioned the water. Um... We know it's we know it's water. We know it's water. You mentioned water. the mobility uh, morgue, and that's what I'm interested in because I never really enjoyed Brocadios because it always seemed like it it just could outmaneuver you. Like it was just strictly superior to the hunter in that aspect. But I'm wondering oh if we'll have like with the dual sticks and all the jumpy stuff we get in World. If we'll have a bit a little bit more um, latitude in how we can uh, fight this thing. Oh, definitely. I think that those clutch claws are definitely going to come in handy, especially for like uh, directing him to certain places, getting better control over him, tenderizing those parts that we'll need. So yeah, I don't see it as um, being. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I mean, it's going to be a challenge, but I don't see it see it as being. Um, uh, unrealistic being able to defeat him for sure. I think I think it'll be a lot of fun. So Good healthy um, balance of difficulty and fun for sure. I'm just remembering in the previous trailer, uh, they show it. It's it's slime beating up an Oregon and and 
exploding on the Ergen. So presumably, like with Turf Wars, its slime is going to be able to uh, imprint onto other monsters, do you think? Yeah. I hope so. I really hope that that'll be a unique mechanic for him in his turf wars. Like, uh, well, we've seen, like, uh, Devil Joe's mechanics. Like, just because he's a brute wyvern does not mean that he doesn't get those unique mechanics with his turf wars. They're all very, very unique. Like, um, Devil Joe's brute uh, brute wyvern um, turf war with Arathlos is completely different from an Anjanath. Yes. It looks like... um, uh, the case may also be the same in the sense that uh, Bambaros does not win the turf war with a Berioth, because uh, Berioths are supposed to prey on it, so uh, the Berioth definitely wins that one, like, hands down, whereas uh, Fulgar, Anjanath, and Tigrex, they s- sort of look even, so maybe yeah. depending upon, like, uh, what the ecology is and, like, um, the, the strength or at least the threat level of the monster in particular... Maybe that will have um, greater influence in, like, um, the outcomes for some of these turf wars. It looks like there's definitely some variation for some of them. I don't, didn't see anything different with the Legiana versus Berioth when it, it looks exactly the same as Rathlos versus um, Narcacuga or, Nar- uh, what is it, uh, Rathlos versus Tigrex. By the way, yeah. I did see a teaser for that, which I was really happy about. Hmm. I, uh... Hmm. Oh, I, I, I just, I want, I want Rathalos to stop being the whipping boy. He's supposed to be the king of the skies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Gen one, that was, that was his time. <laughs> Since then, it's just I never mean, it been It was a scary time, okay? <laughs> it was a very scary time, because high rank Rathalos was like, I don't give a crap about your green sharpness. Well, that's all we got in John Monster Hunter 1. It looks okay, like, I'm going to kill you now. It looks like Rathalos uh-huh. ties with the pseudo though. Yeah, not, it does. It does look like that. Complete it's disrespect. Not, uh, yeah, no, no, no. They're pretty. They're on the level, but I mean, I, like, <laughs> I mean, he is the usual whipping boy, right? Like, <laughs> here's oh, the man. new. I mean, they did it with him with Legaiacris. Legaiacris chases him off in the opening. Like, it's just, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know that's what no, that's sir, what you do. Uh, you know, yeah. you get into prison first day, you punch the biggest guy in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Pull off some new guy logic right there. <laughs> oh man! Oh my um, god! <laughs> just um, all the monsters are just bunch of jailbirds and just so like yeah, talk who's about the big guy here. Oh, that'd be Rathlos. Yeah, let's go punch him. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> this is punching the new big guy, Volcana. Um, we actually get to see a bit of the fight. Um, so this is our first. Uh, I would say true ice element uh elder dragon uh, elder dragon mm-hmm. because ukanlos as much as he's ice element technically isn't an elder dragon technically no. i don't know what he is but <laughs> they a, kind of <laughs> you want me to tell you what he is <laughs> he's a flying I mean, wyvern yeah uh, i was like <laughs> he's part of the pseudo wyvern group oh my god uh, him and a cantor like I mean, they need to call it pseudo wyverns, right? They're not. They're they're different from flying wyverns. We can admit this. <laughs> You're I mean, like, we know this. They, they There's got to be another terminology for form. it, like a. I mean, pseudo wyvern has always been a fan terminology. A walking right? wyvern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like a yeah, like a land wyvern. It's like yeah, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of stuck on the ground. The, Maybe I'll the just ice dig AT, into the uh, but yeah, so back to Volcana. Like I didn't, uh, I I haven't, I purposely been trying to avoid a lot of spoilers and, and that kind of stuff. But I'm, so 
I did see in this trailer we do get to see a bit of him fighting. So th- this is the uh, a lot of the first time me seeing Volcano fights, um, because like I, again I am gonna be playing the shit out of this game, and we'll get to a reason why later on. <laughs> I'll be playing it a lot more longer than I want to be, but um, <laughs> like the. Uh, I don't. I don't need to see everything that every monster has to offer. I like seeing new monsters. I like seeing like, hey, we're gonna have this. We're gonna have this. I love the fact that we got to see Brachidius, right? Yeah. And I love the fact that we're getting. Uh, and we'll get to him later. But there's you know other new monsters. And Vol- Volcana is a great, a great addition. But I want to be able to figure out how to fight him on my own. And yeah. I don't want to know how to fight him walking into it. But. Yeah. That said, he has some really freaking cool attacks. Like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like hard like, to follow people... the eyes of him. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have been comparing uh, Volcana to Lunastra in the sense that it does a lot of area of effect uh, like attacks and like, laying yeah. down like the ice instead of fire with a lot of the stuff. But I'm not, I'm not gonna spoil too much for you. I'm not gonna tell you how they, how he does a lot of his attacks. But I mean, yeah, there's, there's a lot of ice. That's all I'm gonna say. And yeah, well, I mean, we can like we can talk about it, it if uh, yeah, like for our viewers here, if they want to hear about okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you like, don't yeah, want to hear Volcana, yeah. use the timestamps oh, well. in the description. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler no, warning. Yeah, yeah. It's like these big giant ice pillars, as opposed to like, well, with Shrieking Legiana, it seems like a lot of the attacks are like enhanced with like sort of like this hoar frost kind of like spikes kind of coming out, but they're like right. almost like softer, gentler looking. Whereas with Volcana, they seem like these really intense, like, big ice spikes coming, like, out of the ground. Like, these big icicle walls and barriers that mm-hmm. it sets up. So, yeah, it's definitely um, definitely a step up, I think. Um, I, I never understood why Kushaladaura had ice attacks for a lot of his stuff. Probably because it used to be uh, an ice region monster for the longest while. And then you'd get, well, like, it's uh, because... snow and stuff like that, but... Um, I mean, it's the same thing as your your favorite monster, Morg. It's mm. the Tigrex effect. It's it's the <laughs> he has the element of whatever he's in. Yeah, right? exactly. So when yeah. Tigrex hits the ground in a volcanic area, you're going to get volcanic or fire elemented uh, rocks. Uh, the same thing with um, Kushala is he was a wind element dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that isn't really wind element. He's steel. He's actually a non-element. He's but, steel type. Uh, yeah, he's a steel type. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he's he is uh, the evolution of Gravius, and he becomes Steelix. Uh, so <laughs> just give him a metal coat, and then just trade him over. Oh, yeah, it's evolving. Right. Um. So, but but he kicked up. Ice, but the thing is, he was only in two areas that ever that ever made sense in his original iteration, which was the jungle mm-hmm. and the snowy mountain. So right. we kind of like myself included, we mistake we mistook him for an ice elemental, uh, an ice elemented elder dragon. Yeah, um, but you really see that in for you come to light where you get the rusted versions and that kind of stuff, where it's like okay. We're mostly going in on the metal kick of his metal shell and that kind of thing. I mean, his ecology yeah. is even has always been him busting out of his metal shell. He's always had that sort of like anytime you go to the snowy mountain in any iteration of Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. his like decayed uh, shell 
metal shell is sitting there on the top of the peak. I think. Yeah, uh, where I it think kind of like breaks out of it like a. What I think there's like a species of crab that does that, where like um like it like breaks out of a like its old shell and then it like develops like yeah. a new hardened shell as it's like pushing its way out. So yeah, Kush I guess is like a crab and that sort of. He's sense. a metal crab. Yeah. He's a steelix crab. The king of crabs. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Volcana first true elemental dragon. <laughs> yes. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like they they kind of reused a bit of the Zamtria stuff where he covers himself as ice for armor, um, which is okay. It's a it's a very um, it's very popular in 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 fantasy culture for ice element things to cover themselves in ice as armor. Reused is sense. a strong word. Um, like all the elder dragons, they have their their, their their coats that comprise their elemental identity, uh, like Valhaz. Right. Right. I would more call them auras more than anything, especially for Tigrex. Not Tigrex, damn it. Teostra. Um, where he has that, that burning sensation around him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you're just. Tigrex, yeah. Like, like, are you talking about, like, uh, Molten Tigrex or, like. Uh, no, no, no. I meant to say Teostra. Teostra, yeah. Yeah. So he has that flame aura until you flinch him or knock him down. You have the aura around Kushala that's the wind that, you know, will shoot your freaking arrows back at you if you try to shoot them. Like, yeah. Uh, it they've seems, always had these auras, yeah. and I, I see what you're going uh, with Haru is like the. That could simply just be Volcana's. Um, I ahead. like that Volcana's at least is unique in the sense that, yeah, it, Volcana will build up the armor. But at least in this sense, it doesn't matter really too much what ele- like what sort of a weapon you're using. You don't necessarily have to rely on a dragon type element as, as much as you just have to deal damage and try and chip it off, and it eventually yeah. breaks away. That's a really cool mechanic that we haven't. I don't think that we've seen that in um, in Monster Hunter World yet. Like um, like armor in world, that actually no. or yeah 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 especially in world like nothing that like like a tangible armor that breaks apart. Well, um, I mean, yeah, the mud right. monsters and Radoban. Well, um, yeah. Okay, yeah, Radoban well, for sure. Maybe. But, um, to, to, I, I mean, yeah, I, I love that, that mechanic. It's so satisfying to do a part break, so I'm always, to your point, welcome, yeah, welcoming of new, more monsters with that mechanic. Yeah. I mean, I guess... Every set I make has part breaker. It's a must for me. It's my yeah. favorite skill in the history of Monster Hunter is part breaker. So... I'm gonna have to retract my statement because I just realized that Nergigante is like the exception. Ugh, man. Ugh, I don't want to make I'm another sorry about my actually you. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's just, he's he's just a spiky boy. Um, <laughs> I I do want to say uh, so. This is very different for me. Um, uh, so earlier in Monster Hunter World, uh, I made it very clear that I don't like Monster Hunter World story. I just don't. Yeah. Right? It feels contrived. <clears throat> it feels, uh, it feels like the hunter and the the handler get into stupid situations from stupid decisions and are <laughs> supposed to be experienced and like the. But I mean, that's always been the problem with Monster Hunter is it doesn't focus on the story because honestly, it's not near as important as the gameplay and the monsters and the ecology and all the other stuff they focus on. Yeah. However, this trailer. And some of the story beats in it have actually not only 
got me excited for the story, which is something I did not expect to be. But also, one of my early complaints with Volcana is they're actually (laughs) kind of describing why he's a legend. Because they explain that there were people there before the fleet that were not recovered but left documents behind. That makes sense Mm. that he's the legendary Volcana. Now it yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they they have to. If you're gonna make a legendary elder dragon, you gotta you gotta develop some continuity at least, you know, to make some sense or at least to justify. It's like, oh, this great legend, Belkana ASMR. Right. But more, there's legendary <laughs> yeah. Pokemon on every box art of every new game. <laughs> God damn it! You're right. Ugh. It's like, whoa. This isn't Pokemon, a okay? Legendary. Legends are coming this out of isn't... hills. This isn't Pokemon. It's just not. But isn't okay. it? We're not throwing little balls at them and then, you know, forcing them into, uh, what What do they call it? Uh, what's that syndrome? that Slavery. You, where you beat the crap out of them and then they're, like, attached to you forever. It's like, oh, master. Uh, what is it called again? Stockholm uh, Syndrome. Yeah, yeah that's right. what they, that's what Pokemon all suffer from. Just... Stockholm Syndrome. It's savage and brutal. I mean... Within the context of the game, they're friends, and that's the way I like to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dark side. innocent torch one. <laughs> um, so in this Volcana gameplay, we saw the a new sort of snowy arena. It looks a lot like the old standard arena, but uh, in it we saw these uh, the cannons set up and some sort of ledges and things, and and you know the normal uh, mm-hmm. gate separating them down the middle. But we heard tell of right. a dragon razor. Uh, you know, like, I don't like the whole Dragonator meme. Because the Dragonator <laughs> has always been... The Dragonator has been in the game since Monster Hunter 1 because we used to take down Laoshan, right? Yep. Laoshan was like, oh no, the big baddie, like, mid-boss, right? Like, oh, you gotta use the Dragonator and all of you miss it, you're probably gonna fail. And, like... Yeah, the Dragonator has always been important. And then, like, we get it in Monster Hunter World, and it becomes such a meme of, like, get the Dragonator. I love you, NCH, if you ever, if you're listening. NCH Productions probably <laughs> just skyrocketed this meme into the, <laughs> into the stratosphere from his videos. But, like, can we just, like, just accept that the Dragonator is just a thing, right? Yeah. So, they're, like... Well, I just like immediately there's all these memes about how the dragon razor is so much better than the dragonator. Like there was that meme of like the guy walking down the street with his girlfriend and checking out the other girl's butt and the girlfriend's <laughs> all. And that's it's a classic. Like, that's like uh, Hunters is the guy. Yeah, it's, I mean, I like the meme. It is a classic. And like the girlfriend is the dragonator and the new girl is the dragon razor. It's like, <laughs> okay, I get it. Like, but. I mean, we didn't flip out over the new cannon against Leo Shunlong in Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. The Destroyer, fact, was it? Yeah, the Destroyer. Oh. No one, no one flipped out about that. Oh, like, oh, buddy, I think that I think it's also been featured in for you in the big arena fight where you have to fight uh, the uh, Kushala Daura, uh, the one that um, uh, injured uh, what was it? Uh, that Ace Cadet or right. uh, whatever, Ace Master or whatever. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, that's the big gun. Yeah, the one that just oh man, it does so much damage. That thing. Whew. Yeah. But for right. Sean, even I mean, cool. even in saying that, you bring up 
the Gogmazios fight, which had oh, one of the yes. coolest Dragonator uses in the whole series. You break its back, yes. and then it lands on the ground, like, at a diagonal angle, like, stuck into the ground, and you can actually oh, fire yes. it and hit it. I... I love that. Yeah, yeah. Just picturing the commander just going, "Where's yeah. my dragonator?" Well, there so, it is, sir. In Gog. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. So, listeners, if you don't know, there was a dragon, uh, an elder dragon called Gogmazios, uh, which was freaking hard. Uh, on record, before Monster Hunter World, is the only monster I never soloed. You can't solo um, it. I don't think you can. Like, I don't it think is possible. possible. <gasps> really? It is. Yeah. I've, people have done it. Like it's. It was a thing. I'm just not good enough to solo it. I can admit that. Like, uh, I tried uh, probably a good three weeks trying to solo it, and I still couldn't. Oh, uh, my with... God. But it is possible. Yeah. Uh, the, the the thing is, like, it takes usually a, at least three people. Four is going to be a better chance. I'm actually so, mind blown. Like, I'm speechless. How is this even possible? Yeah, it just got too much health is the problem. And you'll time out. <laughs> Uh, like, the thing is, it has a Dragonator piercing its body, right? It had previously been attacked, and a Dragonator had been stuck into it. And then if you break its back, usually by mounting is the, the popular way to do it, because mm-hmm. for you is when they started that mechanic. Um, you will break off the Dragonator, it flips in the air, sticks its butt in the ground, kind of angled towards him, and if you hit it right away, you actually will end up hitting him in his weakest spot. So it's like a really good, well-timed thing. But, I mean, it'll still hit him, right? As long as yeah. you just keep him near it. Um, but yeah, the Dragonator has always been a cool weapon. And I, I never will discount it to say, like, hey, but the Dragonator is also not something that we need to super get hyped about. Like, like I don't... People are more excited about the Dragon Razor now and that kind of stuff based on the memes like I feel like more so than like our <laughs> new like elder dragon that we got that you know we're gonna talk about soon. Like I'm like, guys, it's just a cannon and a wall <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Like <laughs> definitely not more excited than uh, we're, what we'll get to. We're just gonna name <laughs> all our weapons with dragon at the very beginning of what they are. Dragon Aider, Dragon <laughs> Razor. It's like it's like almost like every bat item in the utility belt. It's like this is the dragon something or other. This is the dragon ladder. This is our dragon yeah. shark repellent spray. Uh, like I don't know. Like it, they're just gonna it, load it up with a whole bunch of memes like that. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I think it's it's actually Haru. It's actually the second slight against Jeff Keeley because it is the Schick Micro Razor Dragon Razor Man. Oh man! Oh, yes. my. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, slam the button. In world, out comes the Dragonator in the special arena and on the prow of the ship, sort of in the corner of the Everstream map. But I yes. don't feel like those were ever as interesting uses as in, say, try when in the Jim Moran hunt, when the prow of the ship, you had to time it just right and, and to stop the Jim Moran charge. Um, and I'm very interested to see like what this Dragon Razor is like um, and, and how it's implemented, if it's just in, the, in another arena or if it's uh, in some, some climactic encounter. I pray to Gog that... Uh... The mission where you have to fight uh, Volcana in there and use the Dragon Razor. I really pray that the mission is called a close shave because I will not <laughs> be satisfied until that razor actually comes out and just shaves it. 
comes away and is like, oh no, I'm covered in razors. It's, uh, I'm chafed. Uh, I gotta fly away. And then it's like, hey, Vakara's been repelled. You've saved the day. <laughs> now get the aftershave. Yep. <laughs> we want to keep that Vulcana nice and smooth. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <sighs> okay. Um, so yeah, so we have a new arena, and the Dragon Razor is going to be there. Um, so yeah, that's that's a thing. <laughs> Uh, so next we have uh, the in tradition of every Monster Hunter World trailer, the new monster at the end of the trailer, uh, and they actually just talked about him instead of just letting us wonder what he was, because um, this is the first end of mo uh, trailer monster in all of World, uh, aside from maybe Volcana, that was like it's a new monster at the end of the trailer, like. Uh, uh, it's always been a returning monster. Well, in Iceborne, at least, not in World. The world was big on teasing Zoramagoras and uh, Balzac. Yeah, yeah, there were. Well, I mean, yeah. well, okay, I'm more thinking about after the game came out with Devil Joe and Lunastra and like that kind of because Devil Joe was teased like near release, like release trailer or something like that. Oh yeah, I guess they did do that at the end of the um, Elder Dragon trailer. Yeah. I think. Yeah, so, like, anyways, most of the time they're returning monsters, right? But we get one of the few new monsters at the end of a trailer, but they talked about them, and it, uh, Namiele? Uh, whatever, however you say it, but basically, uh, it's a new water element elder dragon, um, which, you know, outside of Amatsu, there's not been one. Mm -hmm. And Amatsu only appears in Portable 3rd, and, um generations so oh, what about cd uh cedius uh the whale oh was yeah see this yeah was he was too. he was technically but he was a leviathan right i don't know it was, was an elder dragon, dragon. Yeah, it was it was an elder dragon yes it was classified as that but it was also leviathan <laughs> like yeah. there's no denying that it was also part of that category well um, it's it's, it's like how oh my gosh it's like how Delameter is an Elder Dragon, but is also a Snick. It's a Snick. It's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, like, But see, this was more... It was a lot of a physical monster. It had those big bull uh, longhorns. Um, and this one... Right. But looks, it, uh, this one is the first, like I would say, true Elder Dragon. I mean, true Elder Dragon of stuff like... Yeah. It's... it's uh, uh, Volcana. The, like, the actual, like, six-limbed, like, four legs, wings, like, like mm -hmm, you know, right. European dragon-style monster. Yep. Um, like, Fatalis was the first one. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, so, this monster has me excited for a few reasons. Um, Ven uh, if you ever, uh, if you guys know about Brother Virtue, um, he's part of the, the Monster Hunter Time Attack team in the U.S., We've mm -hmm. had him on a couple times. Uh, we had him on uh, a while ago, like pre-Iceborne. <laughs> like pre-Iceborne. And we yeah. had like a favorite like uh, kind of monsters. Like we had a, like a create your own monster episode. And we both wanted to, to see a bioluminescent monster. And we got that. Ooh. So we were both... So, like, we didn't, like, I don't think we predicted it. I was just, like, it was just a fun episode of, like, 
hey, this is something we'd like to see, and we got a bioluminescent monster. Now, I don't know the ecology of this thing yet, because we didn't get a lot of information on that. It looks like but, it appears in the Coral Highlands from the little clip right. we got. Yeah. Which is cool, because as much as I love Kieran, we do need some more stuff in the Coral Highlands. Um, a Rajang would so be like, very nice. No. I think He's so. Never, I think we need a Rajang to come in there and then grab the unicorn and then body slam it if, right into the ground. What if we never got that? Grab that horn and eat it. And we just go Super Saiyan. Okay. Sounds good to me. I want that Rajang <laughs> to come in there and be all like, Kamehameha! <laughs> with his mouth beam. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this elder dragon, uh, to me, looks like a cobra and a catfish. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, it's got the whiskers, but it's got, it's like, it's very much got the sort of, like, feelers that, like, something with the live in a dark area has. The bioluminescence to attract things, so it looks like a very deep water, uh, aesthetic. Um, maybe like, kind of like Abyssal Lagiacris is the closest thing we've seen to this. Um, um it's interesting, it's interesting to note that, um, Valhazak also uh, bore the same deep ocean uh, design yeah. aesthetic as this. Uh, I'll touch on that later, but keep going. Huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You think maybe they were like trying to sneak that in? It was like, well, we want our aquatic elder dragon, and then the guys are like, eh, it just doesn't seem to fit Valhazak. And it's like, hmm, well, you know what? Let's, we, let's take Salamance. And we'll we give need the a... dirty stank elder dragon, which is awesome. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, like so, this thing manipulates water for its attacks. Which I mean, we haven't we haven't seen like water bending. It's always been like water jets. Like, right? Uh, Why does that seem that... broken? Like to me, like it just feels like it's like oh yeah, I'm just an elder dragon. And I'm just gonna you know just snap my fingers and you're just stuck in this levitating ball of water and you're just gonna drown in it it's like oh yay great i'm dead no because with very few exceptions most attacks in monster that are an element are uh three versions of something they are either a beam they are either a fireball you know whether it be fire or not but it's a ball like a big blob yeah uh, and they're, or they are a centered explosion. Um, in, in most recognizable is Teostra's Nova. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's not a lot of other elemental attacks by monsters, right? There's no, um, I'm going to take this thing over here and move it over here kind of thing. Um, We've you know, been... I'm not going to sweep... We've been seeing them play a lot around with that a lot more with the world, like with Kushala De- or, uh, Kulturoth's, um, uh just like her lava breath, and yeah, uh, lo- like what we're seeing with Lakana with the like freezing ice pillars, AOE, whatever the hell is going on. Yeah, that, uh, right. that crazy mess that it is. They, they mentioned much more zoning. They mentioned in the Volcana uh, interview that they wanted to like exemplify these elements in more unique ways. Uh, than just, like, it breathes X element, for for instance. Right. But, well, also, that's kind of the easy answer, right? Mm-hmm. It breathes fire. The, you know, it breathes ice. It breathes... Those are always the easy answers. And <laughs> I commend them for doing something different, right? And it's it may seem challenging at first, but then again, some people might feel like WoW flashbacks. Like, <laughs> 
Like, right. eh, we'll see. Don't stand like, in the water. <laughs> right. Don't stand in the water. <laughs> don't stand. Don't stand here. Um, uh, heal out the damage because uh, you're not going to be able to do any damage. It's better just heal through it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like that. Uh, so uh, this this elder dragon seems to not only appear in the core highlands but also the hoarfrost reach i think we haven't seen um, it there but they they keep talking about the in the trailer the, the actual story dialogue is about the hoarfrost reach um and the yeah. old everworm and i assume this uh Nemiel is is the old everworm the final boss of iceborne etc and so on i sincerely i wouldn't be surprised not. if this isn't honestly um I wouldn't be surprised, uh, but if it was okay, I'm 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 down with that. Um, yeah, it's I, I'm getting end game vibes off of this thing is all. I really, really wanted that Dalamaduro style, like you know, sea serpent thing going on, where you know he's like crashing through the ocean, and you're you're like in this like wide open space where it's like just a whole bunch of sea ice and you're just, like desperately like clambering to try and stay afloat you know not to drown in this shivering cold water and this giant snake thing just plowing and swimming and cascading through and just shattering ice everywhere and you've got to somehow fight this thing off and like yeah we're probably not gonna get that that's too bad <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine um, with the catfish. I'll, I'll, I'll I dig the psychedelic catfish. I have no problem with this with this catfish thing. The, the reason the reason <clears throat> that I feel that this isn't sort of the end is it's very rare. I mean, extremely rare for them to spoil what the end monster is beforehand. Like, yeah, they usually uh, just give teases. Right. The closest thing that we got to. Uh, like, hey, super end boss, like, monster that we're going to talk about. Uh, as we got, in the end of the three ultimate trailer, we got the, the crackling roar that was Dire Morales. Uh, and him sort of raising out of the water. Uh, the steaming, like, volcanic water. But that was it, right? Oh. They didn't show him off. They didn't... You just got the roar, and you got basically a silhouette. And that's the yeah. most they've shown an elder, an end boss before the game came out. Now, retroactively, they showed a lot of Fatalis afterwards, but mm-hmm. like they never showed Fatalis uh, because he was the first one of these, right? Uh, it's been since Fatalis that we've had a straight up like true, el- you know, what we call, what I like to call a true elder dragon. With Dire Morales, um, Dire Morales was close. Yeah, I, I kind it of, was close. Like, what, the first time I saw a teaser for Dire Morales, I was looking at this thing and I'm like, what is that giant thing that looks like it belongs in Tron in the water over there? It's like these big glowing spheres all over it. Come back and they fight it and you're like, ah, magma. It's a fatal skin. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah, well, I find it more of a, it's a standing Leo skin than anything, honestly. Mm-hmm. But it's huge. Um, like, it's really yeah. huge. Um, so, like, I don't... Which is why you find him in the water. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, like, I don't see this being the Elder Dragon based simply on, you know, the ending end cap to Monster Hunter Iceborne. Also, this is what they said, the last big content patch, I think is what they said. There's no new planned expansions for... Uh, Hunt Monster Hunter World. Yeah, so after it's, this, it's the after only expansion, Iceborne, but they'll, they'll add DLC monsters. 
to the expansion. Sure, yeah, they're mm-hmm. DLC right. monsters, but we're not going to get you know some big. We're not going to have an, an end cap like we will with on the story, right? Yeah, yeah, we got story elements of Devil Joe and that kind of stuff, but they're more side things, right? They're not required in any sense, not even for Iceborne. Well, even um, Cult Roth like has uh, elements like that as well with uh, with how it plays out where everybody's like, oh, reminiscing about, oh, I remember Cult Roth when we were first here. It reminds me of that time, says the commander. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you mention it before? Which is my yeah. problem with Monster Hunter's story. <laughs> yeah, that all, I'll um, give you Cult Roth was kind of contrived. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, it was, it was this giant golden monster just hanging around. We saw it once. Yeah, by the yeah, way... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we didn't tell you everything was on this island. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you tell uh, me? For plot development. Right, basically. Uh, so, like, <laughs> it... I don't see this being the one based on that fact. Now, if it is, okay. It, it just it just surprised me again, right? Because, like, Monster Hunter World itself was a surprise because they said they would never do this. And they did. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that are weird with the world that I can no longer predict. I cannot rely on my history of Monster Hunter when predicting Monster Hunter World because it just, it just, I mean, fucking all those trends. It kind of works in the, animal. in that we could predict that there would be a big fuck off Elder Dragon at the end of the game, and it would be a new monster, and it would be specifically an Elder Dragon like Namiel. Because like, I was talking about, I've talked about that a bunch of times on this podcast. Because every yeah. every game has a, has a flagship in it. It, it, it's some things still carry through. I feel like some traditions. Yeah, I just don't see Namiel being that elder dragon, though. I don't disagree with you. There is an incap monster, and it yeah. is the Eldwyrm because they talk about it in the story, well, Everwyrm or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they like call it, but. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, like with Xenogiva, I, like we didn't get a teaser for it. It was a complete, no, complete right. surprise. Like no spoilers at all. So maybe the Elder Worm may come in a little bit later. Like it really, like it. We won't know until we play the game and we get through it and then we find out for sure. But you know, till then, it's just speculation. I guess that's sure. true. They did. They didn't. I'm assuming that old Everworm is Namiel, but they didn't. They talked. They didn't say Namiel in the actual cutscenes that mentioned the old Everworm. No, but yeah, no, I, they didn't. And I, I'd be I very felt shocked. They were separate but, things. Um, because Namiel was in the spoiler, like the, the, the sort of end of trailer fashion that Devil Joe, that Bracadius, like everything was right. You're seeing the monster. Uh, you're seeing the monster intro, right? You're seeing the beginning of the monster intro. You're not getting story beats. You're just seeing the hunter out there in the field by themselves, face-to-face with the monster. Mm-hmm. And the story beats that we were seeing were, like, the cutscenes between fights and that kind of stuff. And I don't think... I feel like they're a little disjointed in the trailer enough to really say that he is the uh, Ever-Elderworm or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. The but, old you know, Everworm. Right. You know, another legendary monster that they did not tell us about. Like... <laughs> Like, yeah, so, like, I don't know. You could be right, Haru, and that's, and then Tyler could be what it's it's happening. I just, I don't see it going that way, but then again, I'm usually wrong, so. (laughs) If you would, please come with me into my freakout corner. 
um, <laughs> where I dissect the visual imagery of this monster because I've been staring at it all goddamn day. Um, so Damiel, uh, it's it's it is uh, like we were talking about a upright standing dragon with its head raised, and it's got this strange yeah. like uh, uh, triangular uh, wide wide head, almost like a hammerhead or something. Uh, with these yeah. glowing red spots, like, full size. You know what? I'm going to look that up. I don't normally don't mess around on the computer while I'm recording, but I am going to look this up because it looks like an ancient uh, amphibian that, I, uh, that uh, I can't think to remember the name of. Um, and I will... So I was immediately reminded when I saw this monster... Is it is it is an upright standing monster, but it has sort of like uh, webbed paws and things. So it looks mm-hmm. it, it looks so much like a leviathan, but without having that skeleton. Um, it looks a lot like Legiacris to me, um, just because it's sort of like spiky and bluish. Um, but its shell is actually this like very fleshy sort of uh, like the in- interior of a mussel or a clamshell color. And its underbelly is this uh, nacre or um, uh, mother of pearl color. So, and its wings are so huge, leaping off of its body, it actually looks like two halves of a huge enclosing clamshell over the the pearly color of it. <gasps> I've just realized there's connections here: the glowing beady eyes, the fact that it glows at all, whiskers, a wide mouth full of needle teeth. What could it be? An adult gobble? No, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> God damn it! I tried. We are not. We are not. We, we are not so graced by the Capcom gods to show us the the uh, the adult gobble. Come on. Uh, also, gobble is a leviathan, not an elder dragon. I would I would just like hats off to them if like slow clap um if they did like a time lapse of a gobble like growing into this thing's head. And like the bottom, the bulbous body of the gobble became its head, and, and its body just grew around it because it looks like it looks like those memes of the diglet, and then the underground of the diglet It's just like this muscly human body, and the diglet's just like the head and neck of it. Yeah, I remember that. Those were great memes. Oh man. Okay, so I found it. It is called the Diplocalus, is what I was thinking of. Diplodocus. No, Dipocalus. Oh, yeah, definitely. Totally different animal. It's got that boomerang head. Yeah, it's basically the boomerang-shaped head of ancient uh, ancient amphibians that... Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I, I love prehistoric stuff, so, like... Oh. I, I, you mentioned that, and I was like, Oh, no, there's there's a thing! There's a thing! That, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, it's, it's kind of cool, because um, if you're looking at his face, like, um, his eyes appear on top of the sort of like head fin that you're talking the head like wide fin whereas most of the time yeah, like uh think of like diablos right the head the eyes are under the horns or a lot of times eyes are underneath these sort of structures and his are right on top like an alligator <laughs> so like it may be that he's sort of like hey sort of like shark alligator cruises on top of the water looking around and then pops out and i don't know but the, he has like so much deep sea vibes with that bioluminescence. It's like freaking skater rink rainbow. Holy cow! His wings. Um, something that's interesting to think about is that the uh, we've seen hints of the horror of the coral. 
<laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> Morg, explain um. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I found a picture of, you know, I was looking up in Google for Gobel, and I stumbled upon um, <laughs> uh, a Gobel head on a turkey body going, Gobel, Gobel, Gobel. Gobel, Gobel, Gobel. damn it. Uh, okay, so for listeners who have only played Monster Hunter World, Gobel is an older Leviathan wyvern, which uh, most people... Uh, if you've seen it around Twitter and that kind of stuff, people are all gaga over Legiacris and Leviathan. Basically, Leviathans are uh, amphibious wyverns that have, like, serpentine-ish bodies. It's a sticker Gobel for worlds, like you a, know. It, yeah, but, like, uh, Gobel is an older wyvern, <laughs> or Leviathan, that is a mix between an anglerfish, a pufferfish, and a frog, right? <laughs> Like, he's super weird looking, but he's like a giant flounder in this shape. And he, like, that's why I say a frog, because he's wide. He's got those, also like, frog like feet. He is so mean. And then that's why a puffer fish. He blows him up, self up, and he spines everywhere, and he's got an angler fish. Oh, they do have spines, <laughs> do don't that. they? The puffer fish. Yeah. Oh, I can't stop that's looking. Really it's so funny looking. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what we talk about when we're saying Gobel. Um,. And yeah, it's lore in the series that young Gobel are what we fight in Monster Hunter uh, Try and Try Ultimate um, because there's they just didn't want to say what the adult was, and we still don't know. Uh, the thing still haunts my nightmares of any time I go into open ocean. And we see yeah. sort of an anglerfish endemic life in the Coral Highlands too. Yeah. Oh yeah, those little suckers that you can like uh, catch in your net. Yeah. Oh. The ant angler, I think they're called. Yeah, um, I think that's what they're called. Another endemic life that I thought is really of note in the Coral Highlands is the flying Medusa, because we see a relative Medusa in the Horfrost Reach in the beta, towards the northeast yeah. area of the map uh, near the coast. And that's really yep. interesting to me, because this monster is also very bio... Uh, Namiel is also very bioluminescent. So I wonder if the reason... Um, they could have those endemic life uh, in both areas is because they're trying to sort of draw a link between the Coral Highlands and the Horfrost Reach for the MEL. Um, well, they, that's just speculation. But. They're also the Coral Highlands is also the only place that you'll find coal elements and monsters too, which is just uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Screeching, yeah, shrieking Legion, I think. Yeah, Legiana. Legiana was the only ice element monster, and he was in uh, I, uh, Coral Highlands. So, and you know, it had the connection of Kieran, who normally appeared in cold areas, also in the Coral Highlands. Mm-hmm. So, there, I, I think you're. It's not wrong to have some connections there, because um, I think they were already there through other things too. So, yeah. That's I get what you're saying with that. Um, so, do we want to delve into some of our highlights from the change log at this point? Uh, oh, I, I had one question to ask you guys. Okay. Before we get off of Namiel, um, sure. I have this conspiracy theory that because they keep making aquatic design monsters like the the fish monsters and. Um, and, and Valhazak and the whole Coral Highlands, Rotten Vale, um, macro ecosystem being themed around ocean life. Um, 
And this Namiel creature, we haven't seen in action yet, obviously. But it, it's yeah. a dragon. It looks aquatic. And it's got these big, like it's got the uh, uh, fin adaptations. And it's got these huge wings. Clearly capable of flight using dragon physics. Um, if we get a like a Monster Hunter 6 or just an underwater game, do you think they could make this a, this a monster in that game and give it like three phases, like land phase, uh, a flying uh, ability, and swimming underwater? That could be very. I, interesting. I think if we get another aquatic Monster Hunter, uh, and funny story, every time we talk about Monster Hunter, my brother and I, he always wants to have the water mechanics back, <laughs> and I said it's like it's you and like six other people, including me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll get a Subnautica crossover. Who knows? Oh God! No, no I don't. <laughs> get all those Leviathans. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, it's like so oh, is that like, like uh, no, it's a Raper. Ah! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the I just like I could see that happening, right? Uh, because it's so aquatic and that kind of stuff. Um, I would be very miffed if we missed Plesiath at that point, uh, because Plesiath is the OG fish wyvern. Because um, it was, like, very, very astonishing that he wasn't in try. Like, of all the times that I wanted to jump in the water and beat the shit out of that fish for jumping away, I can't do it now, because he wasn't in try. Now, granted, we got him back in 3 Ultimate. Yep, that's true. And we true. could go in there and beat the crap out of him. Of course, he was entirely more dangerous than the water. But <laughs> I was very um, satisfied with the 4U one-hit KO weapon that you could get to knock out a Plesioth. Yeah. That, yeah. That fishnet. Best weapon in the game. <laughs> NCH, um, you definitely did good by that video. That was so good. Just one-hit KO. <laughs> everything with a fishnet. <laughs> so funny. Uh, uh, I, I see what you're saying, Haru, and I don't know if we're going to get water again. Um, just because it was such a hated mechanic, but if we do, yeah, I could see this coming. Hated by land lovers for sure. Land lovers. I think the problem was it was the uh, disorienting camera controls, and it was just very sophisticated. Like, and then you also had to worry about getting like uh, bubbles from underwater, so that way you didn't drown. And of course, the monsters maneuvering around you much more quickly than you can swim. It was just, uh, I never, what a hassle. Well, anyway, what a hassle. the idea is that it would be interesting to have a monster that's adapted to, like, not just the ground and the air, but, like, all regions of, of a map. Yeah. So I... I get what you're saying. I, I think, because, like, with Lagiacris as a flagship, the original gimmick for that was that it would be on, on... Yeah. Uh, go yeah. between the water and the, on the ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just... That was all the Leviathans. The problem was the Geigers just suffered on land. Like, he was just easier on land. Oh, my like, God. You could punish him so hard on land in 3 and 3 Ultimate. Very easy fight. Ivory. Oh, but it's fun, though. Um, yeah. And this is an Elder Dragon, so it's going to kick our asses. I doubt it's going to have a flying mm -hmm. phase in the world just because of how it looks, and water is usually low to the ground and sort of swampy, and it's and its physio physiology is that way, too. It, right. Probably just attack uh, with its wings or something. It looks right, almost... or it could do something uh, sh short, uh, like Teostra, because Teostra doesn't fly a lot, right? I mean, he flies to get to places, but like 
he flies when he's doing his flame breath and he flies up when he's about ready to supernova. It almost it. it almost seems like it could probably just glide around almost like a stingray like kind of thing and uh, I almost feel like with the way that it has those weird psychedelic patterns on its wings and on its body it almost would like have sort of like a hypnotic or like an intimidating sort of um uh, thing for it like just ecology based wise like it would right. seem like it would just use its wings to sort of threaten its uh uh, prey or like its opponents or whatever like it almost seems like it would be more of like for that more so than for the flying right yeah i think because um, uh, uh thinking about the coral highlands it's such a aerial ecosystem um it probably can fly like nergante can fly i doubt it'll use its wings uh to have a full, full flying phase mm-hmm. um yeah like you're saying i feel like it could could use the wings to like shield up like Velcana's doing and like clamshell and and shield itself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know it's, okay. it looks so cool anything no, yeah it's anything it, makes it's more one of the sense most than, unique oh sorry yeah you go ahead yeah i'll just say it's one of the most unique designs we've had in a while yeah it's very uniterative of other monster hunter monsters like <laughs> i was gonna say that yeah it makes a lot more sense than that gravity defying unicorn when it's like climbing up the vines and you're like how how does it do that. Yeah. yeah, it's magic. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he's the mountain goat of the Monster Hunter world. Charlie, Just... the magical unicorn. <laughs> We're going to Candy um, Mountain, Charlie. Oh god. <laughs> that, you know that was what one I'm of the worst about. bits. It was one of the worst robot chicken bits. <laughs> I love the gummy bear one. The gummy bear one's so hilarious. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so like, uh, g- we're going to get to the uh, changelog now. The changelog was massive, right? Oh like, this is god. all the changes. Uh, they released all the changes that they're planning on putting in Iceborne uh, so that we know. But um, we're not going to go over the whole thing because screw that. We'll be here another two hours. Yeah. Uh, we're only going to talk about some highlights from it. Yeah. Um, so here, so like, I personally don't understand this one because we don't have such thing as aerial greatsword. But Ooh. what are we talking about here? Oh yes. Well, they um, actually uh, reduced the amount of damage that uh, greatswords um, were able to do with the um, with their aerial slashing attack. So whenever they like drop off from like a cliffside. Um, Are you talking about the sliding mechanic, the mounting mechanic? That oh, do? no, 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 no. It's like when you, like, literally just walk off, like, and then, like, you draw attack you know, for your weapon. And then, like, um, yeah. a lot of speedrunners have been using this mechanic where they would, like, walk off of a cliff's edge, and then they would use their uh, drawing charge attack to leap, like Mario, back up onto the cliff's edge, and then, like, do a, a level three charge attack, slash the monster jump off the cliff and then Mario jump back up it doing another level three um, charged um, aerial slashing attack and they would just do it over and over again and they'd kill the monster in like maybe two minutes maybe a minute and a half if they were using like um, the affinity booster and then like um, a bunch of other things they would like just crank up all their attack and their critical damage and they would just exploit the crap out of that same move over and over and over again so the devs they were, they probably realized this after everybody's like uploading this stuff onto YouTube and stuff like that, and looking at it, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, this was not the um, way the game was supposed to be played." Let's take that piece of paper and just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay, let's 
let's just gut this move so he can never use it again. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just, uh, we'll give, um, Airborne, like, uh, 30% damage instead of 10%, so then, you know, now they can't, like, use, uh, Max Might or, uh, you know, Crit Boost or any of these other skills, now they gotta slot in Airborne in order to be able to use this, and whatever. Won't be I feel able like to get this has slightly anymore. decreased for the, yeah. for the aerial, uh, Greatsword damage. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so that, I, I get that. I get, I get that for the time attack modes, for sure. That, mm-hmm. that... S- those kind of strategies do hurt something, um, sort of like cheesy mechanics. Because what we, what I assume Capcom wants to see, or you know, Monster Hunter team specifically wants to see for those kind of time attack runs is just good gameplay, and that's mm-hmm. exploitive gameplay. Yeah, like so a I, close I get, fight. I get where that change is coming from. You're right. It's about skills of not just attacking the monster, but dodging and defending against the monster at the same time, and not exploiting mechanics the in the game. Right. <clears throat> um, so, speaking of which, uh, <clears throat> Temporal Mantle, uh, in our notes, destroyed. Uh, oh. So, the ultimate crutch of Monster Hunter World, <laughs> Temporal Mantle, is getting a, a huge nerf mm-hmm. where uh, it has a longer duration, but every time it's used, it reduces the duration by 20 seconds. I think it's 120 second dar- duration now. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time you get hit, but don't get hit in quotations, mm-hmm. um, it reduces it by 20 seconds, thus making it far less usable. Um, yeah. Because now you can only take a, you know, a, a maximum of what, six? It won't six? even last. Yeah. I, I, my math says four, but I read five somewhere. Um, yeah, but it's it won't about even a last. Five. Uh, it won't even last through a little yeah. Astro Supernova now. No. Oh no. Nope. It like, won't. That, that <laughs> used to be the crutch for that to, to avoid all the flame, wind blowing, annoying things. But yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just put on now. your fireproof mantle, drink your cold drink, and just pray to Gog. Cross those fingers. <laughs> or, you know, just dodge the flames. <laughs> dodge! Like, they're not that bad to avoid. Like, I mean... <laughs> you gotta run out, though. Dodge! Because the, the heat aura will hurt you, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Well... I mean, I'm a longsword user, <clears throat> so I just counter it. <laughs> like, use what? I just counter the two. I just counter it. I just... Do the uh, uh you you can't counter it, it's a it's a damage over time. No, but you can counter the two blasts. Oh right, the initial um like wave. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. And just sort of muscle through the heat damage. It's fine. Uh <laughs> uh like it's not it's not that bad. Like you get out of the way or you know, do that kind of stuff and I think cool drinks work. I think cool drinks actually help. Yeah, somewhat. cool drinks will help to diminish the amount of uh, heat damage you take from uh, the supernova. So yeah, it, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's other ways around it, and there were other ways always around it. So relying on a mantle to always just sort of deal with it is kind of bad. Mm-hmm. So I get where they're coming with this. Um, so the uh, the next point uh, is master rig monsters will no longer just be instantly. Immune to flash bomb. <laughs> After a while, flash uh, pods. Uh, they will be 
have a tolerance on a cooldown. So after a while, you can use them again, mm-hmm. which exactly, yeah. helps, right? Because there are monsters where you don't, you honestly can't spam it that well because it's not effective. But um, there is one monster that I always need to make sure I have flash pods for, and it's Kushala, because Kushala can get really dangerous if you just let him keep creating tornadoes. Like, that is especially tempered Kushala. Like, <laughs> there are some monsters that need to have, like, you do have a strategy where, in order to survive, I need to be able to flash this thing. <laughs> so, I, I get where that change is coming from, too. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was kind of a hard nerf. Like, that, that nerf, because they patched that in. It didn't used to be such a high tolerance, and now it's just like, done of course you know that happens when things like uh i don't know rathalos that flies around a lot that you don't really need him to be on the ground you can still hit his tail and his feet uh but people are like nope he's in air gone down flash him and also i think it kind of helped people who were riding uh monsters because flashing people out of a ride was pretty shitty mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah uh i think that was a big one uh a nice little um, tidbit. Um, so, Haru, uh, you brought this one up. What about the allied monsters bit? Um, the so so allied monsters it means things like uh, Rathlos and Rathian, and I think mm-hmm. just Teostra and Lunastra, sort of uh, mating pairs of monsters. Uh, yeah, they changed it so that their monster attack, their uh, attack animations wouldn't uh, flinch the other allied monster, which you know sort of makes sense, um, mm-hmm. lore wise. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, because they're used to fighting together. True, and also they they, uh, I I wasn't aware of this mechanic that Raphlos would call Rathians when you were fighting it to uh, that that were in the map. Um, to 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 the area you're fighting it in, but the, mm-hmm. but oh yeah yeah whenever they roar it's like immediately like help and then the other one's like I'm here okay yeah one, with once you get them <laughs> once you get them angry the first time I think that roar is the one that calls the other one well I didn't notice um, it because I mean Lunastra it's an elder dragon there's no other monsters in the map for most of the time when you fight it except in particular quests if it's if it's in another, yeah, in the particular quest, if it's in another area, it will come to you after the roar. Mm-hmm. I think this is more referring to Rathalos <clears throat> Rathian, where when they roar, the other one does come, and it gets very annoying. But even one then, it wasn't a problem for me because the it, the ancient forest, so many monsters spawn there that it's rarely two ever missions. you get these two specific ones. Two missions in particular, where there's a Lunastra and a Teostra that you have to fight. Uh, one of them in the Elder's Recess, and then the other mission, it was uh, in the Wastelands. And they would constantly be following each other, like, l- literally just l- lapsing su- circles around each other. Y- you couldn't get them apart. Like, it was so frustrating yeah. having to deal with them. So like, Well, and it's also the same. There's there's a lot of traditional Rathalos and Rathian quests, Troublesome Pair. Heaven and Earth. Uh, Heaven and Earth. Yeah, Is that the G-Rank of, one, do you think? Oh god, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Maybe, um, but yeah. There's there's a lot of there. I think there's even a pink and azure one uh, mm-hmm. in some other iterations of the game. Cherry like, blossoms and something or other. Right, and like there's uh, like 
Rathalos and Rathian, I think, are, are, are really more what get hit by this than Teoster and Lunaster because yes, they do have those two quests of Teoster and Lunaster being together mm-hmm. and they have their team up attack and everything. But they're they're more like spectacle quests. They're more like, hey, you do this once or twice, you're not gonna be out on a hunt a Rathian quest. Or it's not like when you're hunting a Rathian and Rathalos happens to be there and Rathian calls him down. Exactly. Because that happens a lot more frequently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if I explicitly um, said the change yet, um, but, like, I wasn't aware of the mechanic that they were, um, like, actually summon each other like, like that every time. But that now they... Oh, yeah. It's more yeah. of a chance to summon each other now instead of it's an almost... Instance. Yeah, no, they, they, they do it almost every... If both are present, which happens more often than you would think, that... Yeah, they will summon each other. Now, unfortunately, it got to the point where you're so powerful in high rank sometimes that a Rathian will just die. Like, <laughs> you'll be you'll be able to like knock her out of like any sort of roaring or like you'll you'll be able to keep Rathian down hard enough that it's like it's not even a problem. Rathal shows up and he's like, "Oh, she's dead." Pretty much, yeah. You're just kind of like speed running, and it's like, "Ha I've killed one." There's the other. Okay, here we go. Kind of like just right. speed run through it, so it's like and now it's less of a curse and more of a blessing. Where it's like, yeah, now I don't have to look for you. I can just finish you right here. Not mm-hmm. in world. It's a little bit different. Hmm. Um. So, uh, Morg, uh, this one, this one got you all, uh, all excited. Was the heroics change, oh, um, yes. which is a huge change. Actually, there's a number of them that made me really happy. Uh, well, really interested, for sure. Um, heroics, they've changed the mechanics for it. Um, they've taken away a lot of the um, attack buff um, features for the skill. For example, in the past, if you got uh, heroics level 1, it would give you... Um, if, you're, if your health uh, was reduced to, I think, uh, somewhere between... I think it's like 35 to 40% health... Um, heroics would kick in and you would get a 5% buff plus 15 defense um, so long as your health was low enough. But with recent changes, they've made it, uh, they scaled up the defense. Uh, for level 1, it's now just straight up 50 defense given to you at level 1 for heroics if your health is low enough. Um, if you're able to max out this skill, um, in the old days, it would be like 40 defense, and you'd get a 30% buff to your health, uh, sorry, to your attack. But now they've changed it so that um, you're going to get 100 defense at the cost of having only 15% attack for your max. I mean, it's still viable, like you can still play around with it a little bit, but um, I don't think that you're going to be able to yield like... Um, all the benefits from it, like time attackers are probably going to hate it because they have half as much uh, percentiles to work with. But um, the developers did um, tease that there would be another skill to be able to replace heroics should people like, you know, want to have like, oh, I want the, you know, those juicy buffs to my attack or whatever. And they're like, don't worry. Um, here, let's see if I can even find it because there was mention of it oh yeah there um, it is they so, said yeah. it wouldn't be at launch though it would be like in an update after yeah, yeah exactly yeah so word for word but they did yeah. make it very public yeah from translating here it says so your defense increases your health decreases and it says but instead of going up to 30 percent at level five it's capped at 15 and then it said here let's see where is it uh we understand that this is a pretty important skill for those doing time attacks so in a future update, we're looking into the possibility of a skill that trades health for attack power. So if you're 
Oop, where is it? So if you're a player who focuses on time attacks, we'd like you to hang in there a bit. So obviously they ha do have something planned for that on the way. We don't know what it is, but it may function with this, with similar mechanics to heroics where you do get the huge, maybe 30% buff to your attack um, if you have low enough health. But that's that's to be seen once, once the game comes out. Um... So yeah, that's that's a huge change to a old skill. Mm -hmm. uh, this was used in Tri Days. Uh, I don't know before. Oh, it, it, I think it's but... existed in uh, Freedom. I remember that there was a uh, a Laoshan run where somebody was wearing. I think it was all Diablo's armor, and they were running Adrenaline. And I don't remember Fortify was a skill back then, but I do remember that Adrenaline was in that game. And you yeah. would get huge buffs to your attack with that, like huge percentiles. And yeah, people would solo Lao Shan Long with that. Yeah. Just hitting themselves with bombs yeah. until they got low enough health. Right. And oh my god. Good luck avoiding that tail leaving areas. <gasps> it was always a nightmare. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> slap a far caster down to the ground fast enough before that thing just slaps you across the face and you're like, oh god, I'm dead. Right. And it took a lot of health in the old days. Um,. Uh, so, cheap. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking about a lot of nerfs, a lot of you know, a lot of changes, um, which you know I think they were needed. Um, but one of the things that you know we can be excited about is the Gunlance changes. Uh, Gunlance got a lot of exciting stuff. Uh, like one of the things that uh, is like the craziest is that there's now a guard point, which was in a Charge Blade yes. exclusive thing. For a long time, there's a guard point when loading the Wyrmstake Blast. And if you're not uh, familiar with the Wyrmstake Blast, because you know most of you don't use Gunlance, so the statistics say, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. there's this extra like special shot inside of the the Gunlance. It's called the Wyrmstake, where you shoot it in. You kind of slam it into the monster, and it kind of fizzes a little bit and blows up. Uh, Kind of like shoving a firecracker in the monster's face. Yeah, you're literally um, just shoving like this huge explosive spike with like it almost like it's yeah, it almost looks like it's just a giant stick of dynamite with a, like a knife on the end, and you just jab it into the monster, and you just wait for it to blow up. Oh, it's so badass! I love that. Yeah, it was um, it was a very uh, uh, like weird thing that had a lot of problems with like uh, combos and that kind of stuff where you would do the sweeping combo after it that would sort of help reload it, but that kind of thing. Now they've also made that um, not knock hunters down, so, like, it's a little bit more player-friendly also. Um, like, it does more damage. Uh, they're just, like, overall just, like, buffing the gun lance, uh, which was needed. It was very much needed. Now, I kind of hope they do something with Hunting Horn, but they I didn't see anything. Well, I mean, like, a lot of weapons are getting, like, big uh, buffs to their motion values. Um, Gunlance right. finally is no longer a weapon just purely of showmanship. Finally, it has the damage that we've been looking for. But, um, ooh, I, I should probably touch on uh, one thing that's really of importance. They are um, boosting uh, element and uh, status ailment. Oh, yeah. Um uh, features uh, features for a lot of all the all the weapons. All of them are uh, getting, I think, except for bow. Bow is getting uh, a huge nerf. I've never seen bow get absolutely crushed so bad as it is right now. Like holy crap, they really hate bow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, especially the uh, the wall jump attack. 
Oh god. Yeah. That was used in all the Nergante speedruns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's what happens when you abuse things. They get nerfed. Yeah. You know, now they do. This is this is a new precedence for Monster Hunter with Monster Hunter World, but uh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I'm real I'm I'm happy that they, you know, Elemental Charge Blade is finally getting some love. Like element damage is no longer capped at like what is it uh, level 2 or level 3 for for all the weapons and now they've got like uh the explosions for the element slam are a little bit tighter instead of spread out all over the place. So that's really good. Um I think I'm just going to cover some really quick ones. Like uh they've changed um Spore Puff to include this thing called Thaw puffs, and they changed the skill overall to called survival expert, and so they've changed the values for how much you're healed. Um, it used to be 20, 35, and then 60. They've changed it to 50, 80, and 100 health, and that's 100 health getting back from a spore puff if if you've maxed out that skill. And then they've changed things like heavy artillery, where it used to be like. 10 and 20 percent for um for the skill now it's changed to like a whopping 50 and 100 percent increase to things like cannons and ballistas and stuff like that um aquatic expert now functions in snow as well fortify has changed so it only lasts 50 minutes so then expeditions can't exploit it um yeah so many changes have been have gone into this i'm not gonna talk talk about max Mike because that that really hurts Poor Max Might. God. Why Max Might? But yeah, lots lots of amazing stuff has happened. I am I've done this thing in Monster Hunter World called Crown Hunting. Everyone knows about it. Like Oh, I'm so angry. Like to I did it when you weren't supposed to do it. Devil Joe, Lunastra, all those monsters that have crowns that are not required, right? But I was like, if I'm going to do crown hunting, I'm do the, going to do the full thing. Mm-hmm. And then they drop this bullshit. And it's it's endemic life, which is like the little tiny bird <laughs> and that kind of stuff, has like crowns. And, and they're called okay, coral I'm birds. I'm going to crown. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually technically. <clears throat> so there's, there's uh, th- like, it's hard enough doing the crown hunting because like 231 is where I caught my last puke puke to get my small crown Mm -hmm. like to fight 230 puke puke is freaking ridiculous right so like I was like driving myself mad with this kind of stuff and the endemic life is hard right so you get like the the what is it this prickly pear whatever prickly pear bird the bristly whatever and there's yeah so there's the problem. It's not that endemic life has crowns because endemic. It's kind of cool that endemic life has crowns. The problem is rare endemic life, like the prickly crowns and the crowns that like are rare spawns. Uh, rare endemic life plus crowns is going to be a fucking nightmare, oh. and that's why I'm flipping out because it's like it's artificially going to add at least 50 hours to my gameplay. And I'm not, I feel like that's not an exaggeration. Yep. Like looking for the needle in the haystack is... and it always has to be the one with the gold crown. You're like, Oh, this is not the one. Oh, great. And you know, people are trying to reassure me that like, Hey, it's not required for the trophies. It's not required for the achievements. 
Neither was Lou Nostra, and neither was Leo Shun. Not Leo Shun. <laughs> uh, Double Joe. Like it is. It it was. It was a thing of like it, crown hunting has been a thing since Portable Second, right? It's been a thing. I never got into it because like ah, oh, that's too much for me, right? But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buckle down. It's gonna be the first title I do it. And then they add all this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. I got it. Like, I did 130 Lunastras, and then I finally got the gold crowns. But, like, to do it with the endemic life and the rare spawns, it's just it's just tweaking me up just a little <laughs> bit. I almost feel so, like it's, like, an added feature. Like, it's, like, a little, just a little extra to give somebody, you know, it's like, oh, guess what? This one happened to have a gold crown on it. And you're like, oh, great. Uh, was it, like, an extra big one? No, no, no. It was the smallest one you could fit in the game. It's like, oh, yay, great. So, I mean, I don't think it's, like... So, like, people are trying to reassure <clears throat> me, like, you don't need them. I'm like, no, I don't need them. But if I'm going to be crown hunting, I might as well do the whole fucking thing. So... It would be like, nice to have, right? And so, uh, it aggravates me because it took takes this goal that I was very proud yeah. of, and it just is like, hey, here, let's come, let's make the complexity ten thousand times more. And uh, I kind of like the idea crown of, of crowns <laughs> on these things, um, not necessarily like capital crowns or what have you, mm-hmm. but I because the endemic life after you catch them all once, it's kind of. Like you can get multiples for different slots in your room, but it's kind of diminished. There's less incentivized. <laughs> yes. But I like the idea of catching like... different different sizes just so you can, you know, accessorize with larger and larger birds. I'm just I'm in perpetual face bomb. Like just... I'm just this picturing somebody so just like catching hard. like one of the, like those steam bathing macaques, like those weird but you know, like squirrely looking ones. Like, get one that's like two stories tall, just try and fit that into your house. That'd be so funny. Oh, you know what? I bet you like getting the small ones are going to be the worst because it's, like, <laughs> it's under the water because it's so oh. small and you can't fucking see it and you scare it off and you'll never see it again for another 70 hours of gameplay. So, um, <laughs> you, you know the the crakes and their freaky long legs like flamingos? Oh, yeah. yeah. The little bundles when they stand up? I want yeah. a crake the size of an AT-AT. <laughs> Give me, feed me Capcom. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Sorry for me flipping out there, but bleh, look, <laughs> it's gonna suck. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that. Um. There was that one is... last note. Um. The, the very tail end of the the long uh, additions video they made. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is that they are adding pendants to. Uh, uh, to, to, oh yeah, can... they're like cosmetic things. <gasps> oh, yeah, I forgot Pack on your weapons when you help yeah. out lower hunters, which is going to be my perpetual thing. Like, that's probably where I'm going to get a lot of my endemic life hunting is doing it, helping other hunters. So, uh, a little bit of transparency: we opened up the Discord for the server, uh, just to, you know, get more communication with you as listeners and that kind of thing. Um, not a whole lot of people came into the Discord, but. Everyone who came in is like, hey, Fortuan, we want to hunt with you. I'm like, awesome. I would love that. However, I don't feel I had the time to hunt with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so this may help out a little bit. Um, yeah, so, like, I'm uh, – and I, I have, like, uh, real-life friends, too, like, here uh, in my hometown that 
are getting into Monster Hunter, especially because Iceborne and that kind of stuff. A good friend of my uh, uh, brother's is like he's never he played Monster Hunter on his own a little while. He didn't understand it, but he got back into it once he heard like, hey, hey, he does a podcast on that. Why haven't I still been playing it? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of weird to tell real life people you have a podcast because, you know, yeah. a two like people are, are going to do two things. One, they're not going to care and they're going to be, oh, that's cool. You know, you're just another uh, <laughs> millennial with a podcast. And two, <laughs> <laughs> um, two, uh, the, or they're going to listen and they're going to be like, hey, I listened the other day. Like, I knew you'd never get that kind of like helpful feedback from a podcast. I like sometimes, like, most of the time I get like, uh, hey, um, you had like an audio issue and, and da 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 da. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It's good to know, but it's already out. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's helpful, Fortran. They just want want you to just follow your dreams, man. You know. Oh, Fortran, I have just come up with an inspired idea. Why don't you uh, create a podcast where you interview people on the hunt? So they're distracted while you know they're trying to fight the monster or whatever, and you're giving them pressing questions, and then they're 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 busy going like. Oh, I'm just, I just want to beat the monster. Just, could you ask me later? You know, whatever. And just get, like, you know, your butt kicked or whatever. And they'll be super frustrated. Be like, oh, come on. Why'd you have to ask me all those depressing I questions? D- I don't, I don't want to bash other people. But <laughs> this very idea was done before and it failed within four episodes. Oh, really? Oh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Hmm. There was, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but when I started doing this podcast, it's now been over two years. Uh, I started in June, and this really wasn't called the Hunter Sub to begin with. It was the reddit.com uh, slash Monster Hunter podcast. Hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be officially ador- endorsed, and then they sort of, the other mods pulled the rug out from underneath me, and it's not, it's one of the many reasons why I left as a mod, um, but that was not really the big reason why I left. Uh, but um, it was an annoyance for sure to create the podcast or whatever. But at that time, there was no Monster Hunter specific podcast. Uh, what is it? Team the the Shepherd and his crew had finished Monster Hunter podcasting. They had no longer did it. Um, they've picked up here and there, and they're still known in the community. But they never. What were they? The Well Done Podcast or something. like so tasty. I can't remember what would that be it? Yeah, yeah. So toasty. Um, the other thing is, um, right before, so yeah, the well done podcast is the guys, uh, you know, SBJ and Mike of the Brave. They do the, the the Pokemon podcast, right? And they've been going on. They're far more popular than us, and that's okay. We've had them on. Uh, we haven't been on their show, but we've had them on ours. Um, they debuted their show like two weeks after I started mine. <laughs> so I technically was the first. And then a week after them was a third show that was these guys that I'm talking about where they did do, they recorded themselves hunting and talking at the same time. However, it mostly ended up turning into silent game talk. Ah, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. And yeah. it kind of died out after like three or four episodes. And they had funny bits and that kind of thing and then there was a fourth one that was like by a bunch of like high profile people in the monster Hunter community speedrunners like uh a cantor x and those kind of uh, those guys um that 
I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Um, but they, they started one also. Mm. Um, we then rebranded later in the year because I was like, okay, it's not going to be endorsed by the sub. So why would I name it after the sub? Uh, I'm just going to take it my own direction. And now we're the hunters hub. And, but yeah, a little bit of a list history lesson for those who are listening, but, uh, yeah. Dum, dum, so, dum. so the more before you know. we, before we catch, cut, cut out here, um, Mm-hmm. This one I mentioned that these pendants uh, they're adding to the game are these little baubles you get to attach to your weapon uh, by a string. They're very tiny and hard to see, but they do have little physics on them, and they're various like little yeah. uh, you know wind chime kind of tchotchkes. Uh And they're rewarded by achievements as well as quests and different things uh, within the game. Um, and for helping people. Did they say it was linked to the hunter help helper? Yeah, yeah, they did say that that was going to be a a part of it, where if you help people that were in a lower rank than you, for example, if you were in G-Rank and you were people, uh, the people you were helping were in, like, low or high, then you would get one of these uh, uh, colorful uh, bands that you could, like, stick onto your weapon and stuff like that. So I think that's... There's some incentive there, definitely, for um, being able to help people out in the community and be like, yes... Take a look at all of these medallions and bands that I have of every color and shape and size. I am a helpful maybe, and healthy community member. Maybe so, that's just like yeah. uh, the the hunter help uh, feature is gives you an achievement, and they were talking about mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the achievements that rewards these things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I heard that. That yeah, there yeah. would that there would be an achievement where. Um, where you would uh, definitely uh, that you would definitely unlock if you'd uh, help people, but I think that uh, the novelty of those uh, medallions and ribbons and bands and stuff like that that's that's definitely going to be like a really fun gimmick to play around with. Especially, I, I want to see how many of those things you can like stick on you if you, if you can put them on you. That would be so awesome. Just be like covered in bands. Oh, if only, if only make a colorful ghillie suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You see that wicker chair there? That's made out of all the medallions for helping so many people. Just all of it. That'd be really awesome. If only. If only. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, that's kind of all the, the news we have tonight. Um, very long episode. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. Uh, so uh, we will... Uh, we will probably report on some more things. Hopefully the news kind of dies down and we'll be able to get into some, maybe some non monster hunter stuff uh, in the future or not. Who knows? Um, but yeah, this is, uh, uh, this is Fort one and you can catch me at hunters hub pod. Uh, and you'll see me on Twitter, mostly talking about iceborne stuff right now. Cause that's what's going on. Um, but also look out for SideQuest. Uh, we just uh, finished recording that, and we'll be posting that soon. Um, and then um, I will see you guys on the next quest. And on that quest, where will we be, Morg? Oh, my goodness. Well, you can uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, MorganHay3. You can also uh, check out my YouTube channel where I feature a lot of Monster Hunter-related stuff, oriented stuff there. Some of it's uh, very um, insightful. Most of it's humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also... Yeah, uh, I yeah. agree. It's very oh humorous. Oh my gosh, yeah. I can't get <laughs> enough of it. Uh, actually, I'm coming out with a with a parody carol for uh, It's Most Wonderful Time of the Year, and that's going to be a great video once that comes out. 
Um, and then <laughs> there's uh, you, I'm also uh, DMing for some friends. Uh, you can find me uh, pretty much just uh, on Discord. Um, I'll probably like leave a link if Forton will let me in. You know, one of his later tweets for the episode. Um, yeah. So yeah, shameless plug. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what that's for. Yeah, usually I'm pretty. Usually I'm a, a pretty busy boy, but um, yeah. Um, if uh, if you want to get in touch, um, yeah, uh, you can find me in those uh, things. Whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and then Haru, where will you be at? I'm at Akinstagram on Twitter, and uh, nothing to share other than I hear unconfirmed rumors of a third Iceborne beta on the weekend of the 30th. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the week after that, it's uh, it's Christmas, baby, and Iceborne's out. Yep. So you know it's a busy time here. Uh, We're having Christmas I will probably not participate in the beta again because I'm of the same stance of I want to play other things before that comes out, and then because I'll just be playing Monster Hunter for a while. <laughs> so yeah. Alright, um, well, thanks you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next time.